Welcome back to Voice of the Republic. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Carl. I'm the other one of the hosts. My name is Ed. <laughs> Welcome, Ed. It's nice to have you here today. Thanks for having me, Carl, on our show. <laughs> <laughs> it's always strange whenever I kick stuff off because I we, we try to rotate rotate stuff out, but like being the guy, like the last guy to the show, it's like I, I still feel like the renter. Like you know, it's like every once in a while, so I'm just like. I'm I'm just leasing the place. Don't don't mind me. It's so not true. But so funny. like so when I do intros, it always feels kind of funny when I'm like I introduced the guy that's behind it all, one of the original <laughs> members. You know, it's like I feel like I should have some big like like Shimikovich. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> off, off to the side. No, no, no. Oh, man. Yeah. No, no, no. You are definitely a core motherfucker now. Too bad. You can eat at the big kids' table. Yay! Grown-up table. (laughs) But, yeah. So, we are back. uh, And we are talking Star Wars Rebels. Uh, I know usually fourth segment, we have Republicoms, but... We haven't been doing shows, and we didn't tell anyone we were doing this. Uh, I did it because, frankly, I was afraid something was going to fall through, and we weren't going to be able to do it. <laughs> so I didn't want to get anyone's hopes up and be like, hey, yeah, we're recording tomorrow. And then next thing you know, like, mm-hmm. fucking electricity goes out on the East Coast, you know? So God knows. We've, we've, we've gone, we've had every, just about everything happen to us while trying to record shows, so. Yeah. I'm yeah. honestly, it's like to this day though, like I, I'm just not, I'm not surprised anymore because we, we did the, the live telethon for you. And like, that yeah. was just like kind of the be all end all. And I was just like, you know what? Nothing's going to be this, like, I don't want to say hard, but it's like, nothing's going to be this involved or like this many pl- like plates up in the air, like on a stick at one time, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. If we could pull that off, eh, we'll do this show. It's no big yeah, deal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I can deal with the, like the, the tech issues that might come up with an hour show that we break up into smaller parts. Whatever. It definitely made me a lot more patient for these kinds of things. Yeah. Know? <laughs> so oh what's not working this time eh we'll fix it it'll get there yeah it'll work out eventually <laughs> yeah so you were asking me um what if anything would i possibly have a problem with with uh with this show yeah and um i let me tell you first i'm extremely happy to say it's minimal um as as we were saying over the break which was uh as opposed to clone wars where Oh God, how much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, because Clone Wars was fundamentally broken. Like, mm. and, and people will argue that point with us, but I mean, like, I think if you break it down just from like a mechanical standpoint and like storytelling standpoint, Clone Wars is broken. So, like, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. but it's not nice. about effect, not about hating on Star Wars, not about yeah. the effort, but mm-hmm. right because we'll harp on it. And it'll be the worst thing if everyone, if anyone ever goes through these episodes and puts clips of me saying this over and over again, which is story and character. Mm-hmm. You got to get that right. Or it's just not, it just doesn't matter. And know? this coming from an artist, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like if, if the artist is saying like 
fucking story. We need to get to that hunt. Yeah. You know, it's like when it's usually the artist being like, like, uh, fuck story. I just draw cool shit. You know, it's like, yeah. No. Avatar still haven't seen it. I started watching it, but you know what? I don't care. Yeah. I don't care that it's an amazing feat of blah, blah, blah. I don't care about how much it costs. Uh, Jurassic World, I was really excited for. Not trying to turn it into another podcast, but you know what? The story and the characters weren't there. Yeah. I, go ahead. Write me letters. Bring it because you're wrong. So <laughs> was it a fun ride? It would have been. It would have been better if it was just a little smarter. Yeah. Um, so overall, this one, doing great. Um, my problems, like you said, can't help it. I am an artist. My issues go back to design. And while they're already, dare I say, light years ahead of the prequels, yes, hyperspace, because hyperspace above the prequels is, is dumb. <laughs> but the, uh, but um, this was always a concern of mine with the Clone Wars. Clone Wars was a major offender. Um, this one isn't doing too badly, but it's, um, it's about being too derivative and derivative unto itself. Not just this homage thing that the Clone Wars did because they were trying to write their way out of problems or, oh, we got to make the show interesting somehow. <laughs> you guys like Alfred Hitchcock, he's the best, right? Because Kurosawa is a classic. We're going to, this is good, right? Everybody likes this. Let's do that. No, this isn't happening here. Everything's going and it, and it feels, I don't want to say original, but it feels like they're really creating their own world, which is awesome. But my issues have to do a lot with design. Mm. Um, you know, in creating the Star Wars that we know, it takes a lot of development. It takes a lot of ideas that are spitballed and discarded. A lot of really cool things happen, but all of them just lead up to the perfect thing. And those are the things that we, we come to know and love. Um, so, you know, I've, I've grown up looking at all the sketchbooks and uh, all the art, all the concept art that led up to the movies. And it's, a, it's amazing to see these things. And some of them really do look like they were things that uh, were part of the, the evolution of this thing, you know? Um, other things were just like, that's clearly not Star Wars. It has no place here. I understand why it's not used. So this starts to skirt into that kind of area where we need a thing that's like this other thing. So let's just go to Joe Johnston's old sketchbooks and just pull it. Um, Clone Wars again, horribly shameless in going back to that well of just like, take this character, scan it, use it, scan it, use it. And it, to me, it's, it's, it's just embarrassingly shitty. It's lazy yeah. because one of the other cool things about Star Wars was a lot of it is based on other things, but by and far it was original, you know? The X-Wing was original. The TIE was original. Nobody thought of making spaceships that looked like that. You know? The TIE fighter design is insane when yeah. you think about what spaceships are supposed to look like. But here we are. Um, so there are a lot of really cool original things that happen um, in terms of design and ships and tech. Um, okay, so like you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the AT-ATs. And I'm embarrassed that maybe I'm a show behind because I thought I saw them all. I watched everything that was available. But do AT-ATs, four-legged AT-ATs as we know them, do they actually show up? Oh, yeah. It was um, the what? end of the episode where the clones come back and they're chased into the dust storm. 
with the AT they because they're all in the ATTE. I only saw that on their planet, and they like they do that thing where they go fishing with Zeb. But oh, you must have missed an episode then. Uh, no, I mean that's uh, good because that means there's yeah. more to watch. Yeah, exactly. And that was the funny <laughs> thing is we were, we were talking over the break, and I was like, man, I hope you have bad things to say about this show because I don't have much. I okay. honestly, okay. I think I, I think I've said most of my bad stuff about it leading up to this. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, like the ATATs, uh, oh, they actually great. go up, and uh, and that, that was the nice thing is like it's a surprise, you know. It's like everyone's like, "What is that?" You know, it's like right. You know, it's like to, to to the Star Wars fans, we all know it's an it's an ad at, you know. It's like yeah, you know, yeah, surprise. But you know, like for these characters, like to be like, we haven't seen anything like this before, you know. And like and like I said, the clone right. troopers are all sitting there, just kind of like, huh, that's a hell of a thing. And then they actually yeah, yeah. analyze it, you know. It's like they're giving a military analyst. Uh, no, that's great. But, uh, but also, like you know, they um, they used a a design that led up to the uh, ATST, mm -hmm. and that's the walker that we've seen throughout the series so far. Which again, I think it's great because it looks like an older version of the walker um, that we both walkers that we now know. Yeah. Um, so to me, like, okay, the ATTE that they had leading into the ADAT makes sense. This thing's a little taller, a little more practical. Also makes sense. Um, so it's cool that there's a little bit of a slow reveal. Um, cause again, like we mentioned in the previous episode, it would suck if they just give you all your star Wars right now, but you know what? We still have like 15 more years or 10 more years before a new hope still mm -hmm. happens. And again, in a totalitarian government, right. There's not gonna be a whole lot of innovation. If shit's working and you're suppressing the public, you really don't need to try harder to do that. Yeah. Um, it tech's gonna slow. So that's fine. But um, that's that's like hmm, a lot of the the Inquisitor stuff and a lot of I'm trying to think of what else. I don't know. Every now and then there's just like little bits of there's like robots. Uh, oh, like assassin droids show up. Yeah. Those are ripped from the pages. Um, Victor Wong, also known as David Lopan, also known as the eye maker from Blade Runner. I just make eyes. Um, he shows up as a gangster character, which. I'm so excited that he's there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love him as an actor. But um, he is a discarded, early discarded Jabba the Hutt design that they just grabbed, scanned, and, and made into a 3D character. So that said, unlike the Clone Wars, they are not doing that too much, you know? Mm. It's and still when they are doing it, pretty it, tight. it seems like it, it fits better. You know, it's like it's... It doesn't feel like it's shoved in like the Clone Wars because that was the big problem with the Clone yeah. Wars. It's like everything. It it felt like they're trying to put square pegs in the round holes. Like and, mm -hmm. and and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Most of the time for me though, it didn't work. And mm -hmm. vice versa though with Rebels is it feels like most of the time it works. Like sometimes there are things that'll take you out of it. And you're like oh, and uh, you know you, you mentioned the Inquisitors, and mm -hmm. that's another one of those things where it's like. Uh, we were talking about it on the VOR Facebook page a little bit uh, mm -hmm. where it's like the rule of two, uh, it almost kind of ruins it because I don't, I, I inherently, mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with those inquisitors showing up because they're low level. They're, they're, they're mid-level bosses. You know, it's like, these aren't, this isn't Vader. You know, it's like, these mm -hmm. are just like Vader can't be everywhere. You know, it's like, so we got right. these guys that are force sensitive. We train them enough to, to like be dangerous to Jedi and rebels, but not enough to be dangerous to us makes sense you know it's like yeah but then, plus but then, you know that there's force users still out there 
just because you killed all the Jedi, it doesn't mean that everybody who's force sensitive is dead. Yeah. And it's a great way to be like, like you're saying, get these guys on your side, develop their powers to where they're doable, <laughs> they're usable. Yeah. yeah. But not a threat. I think that's, and, and plus, in terms of entertainment, we came here to see Jedi and Sith as well as rebels and dro- and robots. Exactly, and it, and it's the whole Buffy uh, effect because one of the, the smart things I <laughs> do I'll, tell. I'll, I'll always I'll always go back to this because it's the best example, and it's one of the first times I ever heard someone talk about it specifically. And Joss Whedon was talking about it, and he's like, if you notice, like the Master, which is the bad guy from the first season of Buffy. Uh, they never have a face to face until the end of the season. He's literally locked underground in this like magical force field bubble. He can't get out. And the whole season is just him trying to get uh, out so he can fight Buffy, you know? Mm. And, uh, and Joss Whedon says like, you know, the reason I did that is because you can't have a villain getting beaten every week. You know, it's like if right. you have a villain getting beat every week after week three or four, you know, then you have Skeletor. You have this guy that's not a threat any longer. You know, it's like he's just getting beat up all the time. And, you know, and Star Wars Rebels is doing this nice little thing where they're replacing enemies. Like enemies are dying. You know, it's like they're, they're either dying or they're getting like reassigned and stuff like that. So it's not the same guys getting beat up every week. You know, it's like right. it's like, oh, so this person failed. Let's try this person. Like Vader comes in, wrecks shit, leaves. And then he's like, OK, let's send in the Inquisitors then, you know. And it, it's it, it doesn't feel like they're they're ruining their villains. You know, it's like they're they're keeping yeah. their villains to the chest and and having multiple inquisitors, uh, it, it helps with that. And I and I'm really hoping that the like some of these these two new inquisitors that showed up like two episodes ago uh, stick around because one of them Sarah Michelle Geller, ironically enough. Oh, of, of Buffy that's who it was. She's uh, not familiar. Yeah, in real life, wife of. Uh, Kanan, uh, voice actor. I'm forgetting names like a mother. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, that's it. Freddie Prince Jr. So, you know, like she shows up and she's an interesting character because then you have that whole Sith thing going on again where she's like, but she's Sith enough that she's uh like, hey, why don't you join me? And she's doing the whole manipulating thing and everything with Ezra. And it's really a nice little touch. But again, I kind of just feel like this whole thing's being ruined by this throwaway line of the rule of two. You know, it's like, I honestly think that like they should just deal with a fucking rule of two and just be like, no, fuck it. It's done. We don't need the rule of two anymore. But on Um, the other hand, the Inquisitors aren't really true Sith. They never say that, but they're never coming out. They're not like, you know, I'm Darth Inquisitor. He's just the Inquisitor, (laughs) a Inquisitor. But it's Um, just, it seems like a technicality though. I'm sorry. That's just, I understand. I know where you're getting. I know, I know, I know. Just just fucking pull the trigger. Like shit or get off the pot. Like, yes. No tip. Put it all fucking in or just pull (laughs) out. Just like tip. Tip is a lie. Ladies, ladies, the tip is a lie. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's it's all or nothing. (laughs) Yes. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with a hundred hand jobs. Yeah. No, no, I I agree. (laughs) I'm like, wow. That got. I got a strange lip look from the doorway here. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that would be Carl's mom. I expect a strange look. So, yeah, but um, no, I I agree with you, and yet it makes sense uh, again. Like we're saying, like to send out these force sensitive, uh, badass bulldogs, knowing that when you're Vader and the Emperor, and you destroyed all the other force users in the galaxy at one time, mm-hmm. who's really going to come at you? Who's really a threat? Um, but what was also cool is 
And uh, they did this in the Clone Wars um, comic series too, where there were other Sith running around and they're also like really competitive. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really working together. Those two show up, they're independent agents. Yeah, and, and they're competing with each other even. I and love that. There's a great there's... exchange of one-upmanship and, yeah. uh, and, and, and bragging. Um, yeah, it was really, really nice. In an apparent hierarchy, because yeah. like, Sarah Michelle Gellar kind of pulls rank on the other guy, like do mm -hmm. McBuff chest that shows up. Like she kind of... Yeah, he's like so... from some Japanese video game. I don't... <laughs> His design is not from the Star Wars books, I believe, but I've yeah. seen that character before. But that's okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, uh, but yeah, I just kind of like, it's always been a problem with me. And like, ever since Ventress, like I, you know, and, and here's mm -hmm. the other thing is like, you're talking like the Sith is a chartered organization. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, there can only be two. It's like, oh, wait, no, no. It's like, there, there's probably some guy that's like, and it's probably the real dark Lord who's not getting all the fucking airtime that Palpatine is because Palpatine is like the worst Sith of all time. Like once, once his secrets out, he's just like, I'm fucking, I'm a, I'm a Sith everywhere. Well, there could you be know? other twos. It's a big galaxy. Exactly. You know, it's like, and it's like, so like the rule of two is just like, and like, and you know, I, and I'm talking in generalities here because you know, mm. we know how star Wars fans are. They love like, mm. that's impossible. You can never do that. There can never <laughs> be another Sith because there's already Vader and Palpatine in the universe. So if we have another, no, it's like, I, I just like, I kind of wish they'd get rid of that rule just so they can just be like, in any group, there's two, there's a master and an apprentice, you know, it's like, for some reason, people have it hardwired in their head that like, there can only be two dark side users. It's like, like in no. existence. Yeah. It's like, and that's stupid because it's not, it's, it's not like you have to get a license, you know, it's like, there's right. not, there's not some bureaucracy that controls this. It's not like the Jedi yeah. where the Jedi have ranks and they have assigned, you know, it's an organization that has an, like a fucking office, you know, right. but the Sith but don't. You know, just like the Jedi, if, if one Jedi escapes, that's just means that somewhere else there can easily be another Sith. Yeah. Not that they were necessarily trained by anyone, but if you've got holocrons running around, you know, the, the Jedi and the Sith have the same origin. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, this is getting into some EU, and I know I shit on EU. On the other hand, this supports this argument that um, they, they have the same origin of learning to use the Force and then they had two philosophies and they used to be exist at the same time, thousands of these users, and they just about killed each other. Uh, and then that's when the Sith are like, all right, there's only going to work if there's like two of us. So they went and killed the rest of these guys, but it doesn't mean they got everybody. Yeah. And this information's out there and they can, again, it's a big fucking galaxy. And if you want to lay low, you just lay low and you do your little Sith action with your apprentice over here at the far end of the galaxy away from all this you know coruscant bullshit at, at where it's going to be really popular mm -hmm. uh and we get into our vaders and our palpatines um yeah you could have other guys and wouldn't it be amazing if this show continues and go ahead and steal our idea that's fine but if you have two other siths show up yeah they're like hey we like what you've done with the place we want it and they're like equally powerful or almost as powerful Sith, not just low-level lackeys. 
See, that's compelling. I'm in. Yeah, because could you imagine if it ended up being like a three-way showdown? Like you had like Ezra and Kanan, and then like two Inquisitors, and then these two like just rogue Siths that just show up, and like they have to yeah. fight each other. And it's Absolutely. like, yeah, yeah, right. It, it would be fun, and, and like you know, it's like, but, but like if they're gunning for Palpatine Invader, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. That, it, you like, know, it's like, and it's a serious threat. Yeah, so you see them like knocking on fucking Ezra's door, be like, hey, you know what? Why don't you come in? You know, it's like you, yeah. you seem like you're a pretty quick study. We could use someone like you. Like, or even I, like the enemy of our enemy is our friends, and they can come in. They can have their own sweet talking Palpatine guy. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, you know, we'd love or, to fix up your ship, but like, look, we know that these guys are a threat. We know what they did to the Jedi. This can't stand. And just sweet talk them into trying to take out Vader and Palpatine. At the last minute, they're like, oh shit, Ezra, those guys are Sith. We yeah, they need to leave or kill them, and they and they totally get suckered in by like the sweet talking and everything. That would be you know, great. It, it, it'd be a great storyline, but uh, yeah. But like I said, like the way that the 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 rule of two is right now in the universe and how it's usually accepted by fans, it breaks that. And I and mm -hmm. I really wish that like Star Wars would come out and kind of like they don't have to like officially like mandate it, but like just mm -hmm. like throw in a story point that says like, hey, by the way it's not as rigid as you guys think. And then like that would open up all that sort of stuff and it would make more sense because like I said, it, it just doesn't make sense for there to be a hard cap on the number of Sith that can be in a universe at any given time. And then you get wrapped up in the semantics of like, what's a Sith? What isn't? Oh, this is an inquisitor. No, it's like a man, dark Jedi, whatever, you know, it's I like know. just, it's silly. So there's room. There's room. Yeah. There's room for all that. Yeah. So. You know, the, the last thing that I like to bring up that's, that is really positive and it doesn't have to be a, long discussion it's just that um it's been controversial for years about whether or not the stormtroopers are clones or not and this show is not coming out and saying it but they're definitely setting up that at this point in history they're not <laughs> if they're not if they are clones they're also mingled with conscriptions and people who join the empire because like we said before um for many people, just like Luke and his friends, this is the only way to get off your planet. This is the only way to advance is um, you join the military. And this is what happens in a military dictatorship. Um, you can keep on whatever you're doing, bakery, farming mushrooms or moisture, even <laughs> stupider. Uh, <laughs> um, or you could probably do pretty well for yourself if you serve. So seeing Ezra in that, uh, academy and it wasn't like a special officers thing these were teenagers who were trained to be just stormtroopers and they're just kids i'm mm. like okay i think that's a really cool step you know i'm just yeah you know, props they, that and i think that really comes down to just, again rebels is doing story development better than clone wars ever did and yeah and they're doing it better than the prequels and you know it's like mm. they're doing it better than most the eu it, yeah. It's like, and I, and like I said, like during the break, it was really hard for me like to come up with anything really negative to say. And, and anything that I came up negative for rebels was pretty nitpicky, you know, um, which is good. It's nice. I, I, I like being able to f wholeheartedly like something star Wars again. And, uh, yeah. it, and it really like, I think this was a, a good move for Disney also kind of getting off topic to something bigger and more <laughs> meta. I think it was a really good move for Disney because, uh, for me as a Star Wars fan, my nerves are calmed a little bit going into The Force Awakens. 
Legends now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, because I'm like, you know what? Disney didn't fuck up Rebels. They're doing better than Lucas did towards the end. So it's like, I have no reason to sweat this, you know? Yeah, if this if they're doing this well with Rebels, with handling the property in this way, uh, being gentle with characters in the universe, um, then, and this is, again, this is something that's geared towards a younger age group than a release for general audiences with not just, you know, J.J. Abrams at the helm, but being that sensitive and proving that, all right, we've already handled this lesser property and this is going really well. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's going really well. I hope it's as popular as with everyone else as it is with uh, with us and hopefully more popular than Clone Wars. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just absolutely gives me more hope for uh, Force Awakens and... Tick tick, that's coming up soon. It's almost a month away. Yeah, I'm so excited. I got my tickets. I'm I uh, I got first showing uh Thursday here in Marietta. So oh, yeah. I'm really excited. Uh it was funny because we didn't have to like first off, our theater didn't do online sales. <laughs> so we uh, we just walked up like and, and bought tickets like a week after they went on sale and it was no problem. Oh uh, sweet. So, because rural southeastern Ohio, not a big demand, and it's not even like the biggest theater in the area, so uh, mm-hmm. it kind of worked out nice. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, there's like two things, two or three things that I'm really looking forward to, like this like fourth quarter this year, and Star Wars is probably number one on that list. Like, probably number two is Fallout, but Star Wars is number one. <laughs> so, but speaking of Fallout, uh, yeah, you gotta like, go. It's been sitting there so long that uh, my PS4 power save kicked off. Uh, so I need to get out of here and play Fallout 4 uh, for the next 24 hours straight since it's Veterans Day. Because uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. so I have like, as soon as I'm done here, it's like, seriously, nothing but Fallout until uh, Thursday when I have to go back to tutoring. So <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I'm going to be in my home sitting in the dark looking at this. <laughs> Just flip it fast enough, and maybe it'll it'll make you think you're watching a movie. Outstanding. Cool. Well, this is a blast, man. It's great to be back. It is great to be back, and I and I think this was a pretty good episode, if I'm do say so myself. I don't I don't I don't like to toot my own horn, but I I think we pulled this one together pretty well. Oh, yeah, we can toot, baby. Yeah. So, but uh, definitely. Check out VORradio.com because, as you noticed, the fourth segment this time, which worked out pretty well because uh, we had lots to talk about, but we didn't have any Republicans this this week. So uh, we want to hear them. Yeah, we do. We always want to hear them. Ed wants to hear them. I don't want to hear them. But that, Mike even less. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Mike hates you. Let's just be honest. Yeah, Mike, Mike doesn't like anyone. Um, he's no. the worst. Just the worst. Uh, worst. <laughs> But speaking of, hopefully Mike will be back uh, here soon. Uh, mm-hmm. We we just understood that he was busy, and we wanted to start getting working on this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So Mike is going to be joining us whenever possible. But till then, go to VORradio.com. Uh, you will find contact information for the show, the hosts, uh, our official Facebook group, which is an actual group and not a page. So it's not just us blasting bullshit at you. You can actually come in, post your own stuff, discuss. It's it's more like a, an actual message board than your typical social media bullshit. Uh, so yeah. head on over there, join up. It, it is a it is a closed group, so you do need to get permission. But we're on top of that. Uh, just ask to join, and as long as you don't look like a spam bot, you are in like Flint. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, all that information, again, is at www.vorradio.com. And we absolutely would love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you're on YouTube, 
tell us in the comments, especially if you made it this far into the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we do. We do. Um, we pay attention, and um, we're still. We have another conversation that's still happening on our EU episode from last year. Yeah. So that's still going on. You know, we're we're here. We're listening, and uh, absolutely wholeheartedly thank you for watching and listening. Yes. And before we head out here, I do want oh. to show my shirt off here a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, because this is actually by uh, fan, 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 a friend, uh, former guest and friend of the show, uh, Kate Davis, actually made this Terrence Bodinger shirt from uh, Robocop. Uh -huh. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but on the back, it says, Bitches Leave. Uh, Bitches Leave. So check out Kate Davis's website for shirts like this. I think I don't think she has any more of these, uh, but she she's always putting up some great designs. Uh, a lot of yeah. it's like, sort of like, uh, I, I don't want to say like niche, but it is. It's sort of like 80s. It's a like, lot of, yeah, a lot of cult stuff, some yeah, horror. Like, I've seen like her do some like Twin Peaks stuff, uh, RoboCop, some a lot of like uh, horror and, and action flicks, like VHS sort of stuff. So check yeah. her stuff out. Uh, it's always a fun time. And, and if you don't know who we're talking about, uh, I believe her website is katedangerously.com, but you can find her as Kate Dangerously. Yeah. Um, we did uh, we did a great B movie action movie episode with her and uh, our friend Wendy, and. Uh, Absolutely watch these lovely ladies talk about their VHS collections. Yes. That's some nerdy shit. Yeah. So check those out. Uh, though I'll put a link in the, the description on YouTube and we'll make sure that we get something up on the, the webpage. But yeah, I yes. just wanted to, I wanted to plug that because me and her, we've been talking, uh, because, uh, the new mystery science theater Kickstarter, which we'll probably talk about next week. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Wanted to get all that out there. So yeah. Thanks Kate. All right. Cool. Well, let's get the hell out of here so we can do stuff. Yeah. Awesome, amazing things. All right. Well, great to do a show with you, Carl. It was great to do a show with you, too, Ed. Yes, yes, quite. Here, here. All right. Until next time, may the force be with that ass. <laughs>